Hey, welcome back. This is Press for Time. I am your host, Tyler Nethers, joined as always by the wonderful Benny Rose. And this week, we have a special guest. It's only week two, but we have our first <laughs> guest. All right. Ooh, we have, I'm in. Yes. We have the wonderful, the brilliant, the witty, the hilarious, the incomparably beautiful, oh. my very best friend for 20 years now, Mr. Austin Knup. Hello, it's me. Welcome, dude. Welcome. And my cat, apparently, comes in right when you're introducing. <laughs> of course. Spotlight. Cats love the spotlight. Nothing uh -huh. wrong with that. <laughs> uh-huh. Dude, welcome. It's so awesome to have you here for our second episode of the reboot. Yes, I was there for the uh, the original one too. I think I the know. second episode may be there. <laughs> That's very possible. Yeah. Yes. I don't know. Good stuff. Everyone will know mm -hmm. you. Because <laughs> yeah. thousands. All the previous fans will remember me. Yes. The sultry tones of Austin Knup. Mm -hmm. All right. So a couple things. Uh, I'm going to let Benny go first. He's got some some stuff. So real quick, we recorded an episode yesterday, um, and I personally think it was a fantastic episode. And it got unsaved. I don't know what happened. We worked with Zoom customer support. The recording just got sent out into no man's land. And it does not exist anywhere on my computer or in their cloud servers. So we don't have that episode. So what we're going to do is we're going to do a real quick. Yeah, we're going to do a real quick recap of what we talked about yesterday. Um, once we're done doing the recap, we're going to dive into what this episode was going to be. So I'm going to let Benny kick it off and take it to start, and we'll go from there. Thank you. Thank you. So, yeah, bittersweet. Uh, this is like our 2.5, if you will. The podcast that never was will be uh, a fable for, to tell for, for years to come. But uh, the most important things that we really talked about was uh, really important thank yous. That was really, really a big part of that show that, uh, you know, we want to make sure we get through. So the first and foremost is a very special thank you to our buddy Juan, also known as Codex84. He is our super, super talented, ultra reliable artist that is responsible for our helping of the rebranding, the new uh, media assets that you've seen. You'll potentially start seeing more as we uh, grow as a brand. And um, we couldn't have done it without him. So thank you, Juan, from the bottom of our hearts. You really are always there, you know, for me. And, uh, you know, for those that are not familiar, uh, me being a musician as well, my band, Neon Arcadia, almost all of the assets that have been done with that band, music, uh, Art-wise, was also done by Codex. So we'll make sure to have a link so you can check out his art. He's also an artist available for hire. So highly recommend your need of logos, overlays, things for social media. He can do it all. So thank you again. And uh, the other big thank you we had was to each and every one of you. Because we had our first show. We didn't really heavily promote it. It's something we've been wanting to do for a while. And we got almost 300 views within a couple of days. To us, that's a big deal. So thank you from the bottom of our hearts for that. Thank you for the returning listeners. Thank you for the new listeners. Thank you for the ones that just, you know, did us a favor. Hey, you know, we put up something new. Want to check it out? Whether you like it or not, thank you for stopping in. And for those that are still here, welcome. Yeah. We have some great, 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 great content coming for you. 
Yeah. And that 300 was just YouTube, um, our actual, the podcast, including old episodes. So releasing the new episode brought people to come listen to some of the old ones. And we hit just over a thousand downloads on our older episodes and the wow. new episode now that it's been pushed. Nice. So we, you know, at least a thousand of you have listened to us ramble for 30 minutes. So seriously, thank <laughs> you. That's incredible. Yeah, no, thank you. You guys are awesome. So, I mean, outside of the thank yous, you know, we 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 dove into uh, the Nintendo Direct that we just had this past week. And uh, for the most part, our lack of severe interest, you know, in what was shown and Tyler's thoughts of it just kind of showing the end of the end of the Nintendo Switch as we know it. Yeah. So we won't spend too, too much time speaking to that. But, um, you know, the, the main things that we discussed was Zelda, you know, uh, Tyler can jump in. <laughs> $70, man. $70 for a Switch game at the end of its life cycle. For a guy that's also not a fan of Zelda, uh, oh, Breath of the Wild. Wild. Yeah, Breath of the Wild. I love <laughs> Zelda. I was disappointed in Breath of the Wild. I said yesterday that I was going to alienate everybody. <laughs> but weapon degradation is a terrible mechanic that nobody should have. And... The game was pretty bland. Uh, the Switch did not take full advantage of what they could have done to make a Zelda game beautiful. The dungeons were not really dungeons, and it didn't feel like a Zelda game. And overall, once I had started and stopped like five times trying to play it, once I finally got through it, uh, I, I would say maybe a six out of ten if I was putting a number on it, which I don't love to do, but... I would say I'd give it a six out of 10 and I don't understand how it's everybody's like greatest game of all time. Cause it was just a mediocre open world game. It was a mediocre Zelda game and it was a mediocre switch game. And I can say that wholeheartedly now because we've seen Xenoblade three and how fucking beautiful a game can actually look <laughs> on the switch when they intend to do so. So I don't understand why Pokemon looks like ass I don't understand why Zelda looked the way that it did. And I don't understand why they refuse to make stuff that really looks good when they clearly can. And Xenoblade kind of hammered that point home. So I think, I think we're at the very, very end of the Switch's life cycle. And uh, like we talked about yesterday, it seems if, if I'm predicting, I predict that Zelda's going to launch. They're going to get through that initial push of sales and then they're going to announce the next Switch, and then Zelda will be re-released on as a launch Switch, title, as a launch <laughs> title, and they will try to double dip on their seventy-dollar Zelda game, and it will be everybody will buy it because yep. they'll play it the first time, and then they'll be like, oh, but it's on the Switch with the two eyes in the middle because that's what they're going to name it. Sweet, <laughs> <the> Switch. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to re-release it and people are going to buy it because they're going to be like, hey, now it looks better and it runs better. So buy it again. And people will. <laughs> so. Well, you know, all, you know, all they'll have to do, right? 60 frames a second. Sold. Yeah. Or <laughs> Everybody bundle will it, like they'll bundle it with an exclusive Amiibo that nobody will ever take out of the fucking box. <laughs> hey, I take mine out. Mine are actually right behind me. Yeah, I'm, probably, I'm probably the only one that still buys them. But I only oh, buy. I don't know, man. I don't know. People still line up at GameStop for when they get Amiibos in for like the mm. hard to get ones. I yeah. Like the fire, fire and and all that stuff. Yeah. What was the one? Uh, the Ridley. I remember the Ridley Amiibo and I had a buddy that was hunting the around. two pack. Right. Uh huh. Yeah. And ended up buying it online on eBay for some fucking absurd amount of money. Cause he couldn't Thanks. find it in any of the stores. It was always sold out, but yeah. 
those are the ones I buy. I buy like the brands of the Nintendo stuff that we like, or, yeah. you know, the Smash characters that are potentially not Nintendo characters. Like I did buy Sephiroth and right. I'm sure they'll make a Sora and I need to have it. Yeah. <laughs> of course. But outside of that, yeah, I, uh, I think that that's like kind of a dwindling, you know, market in a sense. It's more just character specific. People are not using them like they used to, yeah. like for the features, you know. But if you remember with Metroid, it was paywalled. Yeah. Like they had content on the on the toy that you know. But segueing out, you know, that's yeah. really you know the last thing I wanted to say about the Nintendo Direct was we talking about graphics. We're talking about how Nintendo can't pick and choose, you know, what they want to make look good. But then they put out Metroid Prime Remaster, which from everything I'm reading is the best looking Switch game out there. It's, <laughs> and it's a GameCube game. <laughs> yeah. I haven't played it, but I've I've watched I've watched the game because I wanted to see how it was. So I love I love Prime. Um and it looks so good, man. It's insane. You know, like I saw somebody, they were just had Samus out in the rain. And it's like, you know, if you change the angle of the rain, the water rolls down the cannon forward and back. You know, it's like little things that like you don't think Nintendo we usually pay too much attention to detail with. Yeah. But again, you know, it's also retro studios, so it's different. It's not, you know, it's first, of first party, party. But it's not first party. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It's like that gray area. Yep. But you know, this is definitely that that mindset. I think about The Last of Us when PS3 uh, you know, when PS4 was coming out, Last of Us was one of those last games that came out. And it's like, I don't know, like it looks great, you know, but you have a new console coming out. You couldn't wait. Oh, they they could wait, but they yeah. decided to make you buy it again. And guess now what? You bought it again. It again. After that. <laughs> yep. Over so, and over and over. Time will tell, right? Yeah. Um, Austin, did you have any thoughts on the direct? Since we have you here, I know that's not what we're doing. I I did not watch it. I don't I don't pay enough attention to the switch in general to have felt like I wanted to watch it. I just caught Absolutely. everybody else talking about it, so I saw the seventy dollar thing, and that's about it. Yeah, that was about all I heard. Oh, well, and they announced the Katamari a remaster there, right? Yeah, was that yeah, in that? A, a that was something I was interested in. Yeah, yeah, I do like Katamari. I love Katamari. I love Katamari. Yeah. Pretty great. I remember back in middle school, staying up at your house, playing on the <laughs> rolling yeah, around. beautiful, Three, beautiful Katamari. Morning. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I, I fucking love Katamari. And I that that one is the one that uh, is good be it that they're bringing back because the, the one they remastered before the Damacy, Damachi or whatever they call it. Um they that was like the original one and it was missing so much. It made me really sad that that was the one they chose, but the one they're choosing now is like the one yeah. that has everything. So that'll be super exciting. That's yeah. what I'm excited for. It's not even on Switch that I want to get it. I want to get it on something else. So there you go. And that's another thing we were saying too is just like some of these games that potentially used to be exclusives. You know, they're kind of releasing them on the consoles. You know, like that. Uh, what was it the Octavers? I forget. The oh name. no, yeah, we were talking about we talked about Octopath Traveler, um, and the fact that you know the first one was on Switch, and I played it, and then it came to PC, and it was like, okay, now I'm going to play it on PC, and this one is not coming exclusively to Switch. They're also dropping on console, so I'm getting on the PlayStation. I was like, yeah, absolutely. I'm not going to buy it on the Switch. Just because mm -hmm. it started there, I'm going to buy it on, on PS5 because that's where I want to play it. It's a better controller. It's a better system, even if it's a game that... Now, Octopath 2 is one of the most beautiful games I've ever seen, but it's not you know, like photorealistic graphics or anything. It's not super intensive, I don't think, but I'm still going to get it on PlayStation. 
You know yeah. what I mean? I just yeah. don't. It'll still have, run better there. Choice. Exactly, because I have the choice to do it. I'm never going to pick the Switch if I have the choice, even for like the ease of transport and whatnot. We talked about it. The Steam Deck's out now. If I want to play games on the go, I'm going to play on the Steam Deck. You know, so my my switch sits docked. I don't ever undock it really, and I really don't touch it outside of the JRPGs. That yeah, exactly. Look at that thing. <laughs> my <Mine's laughs> sitting docked hasn't too. been turned on. Can't tell you the last time I turned it on. Yeah, it's the same for yeah. me. Outside of like really good JRPGs, which I don't need to play on the Switch so much anymore, I'm not going to. Like I just started playing through uh, Persona. Obviously, I, mean, I did my review for Persona. And brought up, you know, I'd never played the games or anything like that. And I was playing through three, playing through four for the review, and I got hooked. And I really, really like playing Persona now. So I was talking to my buddy, and he was like, hey, if you like Persona, you want to play Shimigami Tensei. Uh, you can play three Nocturne was remastered. You can play five. Um, and five is only on the Switch. So I had to get it on the Switch. And then I had to choose for three. I could get it on PlayStation 4 and play it on my PS5, or I could get it on Switch, or I get it on PC, and I bought it on PlayStation 4. I'm, I'm going to get it on not the yeah. Switch. So, <laughs> it's unless I'm forced to buy something there, I'm, I'm not buying it there. I guess it says something for mine, that I only play it docked, and I have an empty dock sitting here right now. That is... That, <laughs> that it, speaks volumes. It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, I literally turned mine on to like look at the store the other day, and I think the last time I turned it on was probably six months ago. Yeah, and I don't mm-hmm. think I played anything last time, <laughs> so it doesn't bode well for me. I mean, I'm gonna pick up Metroid because I feel like that might be the reason I play it again. Yeah, but that's it, you know. And then eventually Zelda. So, all right, hopefully, uh, you know, we uh, we get our prediction next year. <laughs> we find out about this new console because we know it's coming. Yeah. I think they're past their life cycle. They you are. know, if you think about the console. So really are. we shall see. Uh, but now I would say, you know, we get into the hunk of the show, right? Yeah, I have one. I have one yeah. brief shout out to do. Well, not, I'm not shouting you out. You're on the show. Um, no, you, call, you call for the hunk on the show. Oh, that's me. <laughs> that's, that's me. That's you. Yeah. <laughs> um, Fucking looking like a snack over there. Uh, yesterday, we were talking, we briefly talked about Dead Space again. And I was saying, hey, I'm working I'm working towards getting my 100%. But my very good friend, Tony, has never done a complete run on a Dead Space game. And we were talking about it prior to me doing it. Like, hey, I'm going to do this. And he beat me to the platinum. He's playing on PlayStation and he got his platinum on his very first Dead Space game. And he got it before I was able to finish it myself. So huge kudos to Mr. Tony, the student who has become the master now. Uh, <laughs> we were having exactly. We were we were chatting back and forth about that, but I shouted him out on the show yesterday and wanted to shout him out again. Um, and we but also you should, but you should update the fact that. Your progress has changed since oh, then. Also. My, I have, I have since <laughs> finished my hundred percent as well. Yes, I am proud. So you, of when you said we got to get you up there, <laughs> when you said he'd never fully completed one, I thought you meant Tony had never beaten a Dead Space game, and I was like, I'm going to go yell at him after this is done. He, I don't know if he had. I don't know if he mm. played them when they came out. To be honest, right, with then you. I am going to go yell Tony, at Tony. I apologize if I'm slandering you, but I don't know if you actually beat Dead Space on the Xbox. 
Maybe you did, and I'm wrong, but I feel like probably not. I'm not going to call you in the middle of the show and ask you. So my apologies. <laughs> I'm slandering you. We'll find out. Um, but yeah, so what we that kind of covers what we went over yesterday. Um, we have a couple ad reads to do at the end um, that we'll we'll fit in. But today, what we wanted this was already planned prior to losing our last episode. We wanted to have Austin on to discuss VR, um, specifically VR chat a VR server that he is an admin for <laughs> that he helps run on discord. Um, that is enormous has taken off. How many, how many people do you have now in there? Roughly. I think it, it just went over 7,000, I think 7,000 wow. members awesome. of a community on <laughs> discord that gets together, plays VR games, supports each other, run community events. They have a book club, um, there's all there's all kinds of stuff, and I'm gonna let Austin dive into a lot of that as we go. So this is gonna be kind of an interview style show, but not so much because you know Austin's obviously a longtime friend and someone that's been on the show before. <laughs> so it's gonna be kind of a conversation, but built around and focused on interviewing for VR. So I will let you kind of give your intro to what the ancient server is, Austin, and we can go from there. Uh, yeah, I mean, the ancient server, you kind of mentioned it already, a lot of the overarching things, but it's, uh, I don't know, I mean, anyone who plays video games can relate to the fact that most video games where you, once you've become an adult and are playing video games, it seems like every video game you play is just toxic children running around yelling at you and saying insults about your mother and, uh, all of the things they'll do to her and... <laughs> plenty of slurs you learn lots of those from the children um are you playing so, fortnite too yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh so vr chat uh one of the big problems that it has is that lots of parents love to shove their kids into a vr headset to just get them to do anything other than run around the house screaming so there are lots of children in there and so it's like a huge problem that people experience in there. So we made this server specifically to be 18 plus, but not like 18 plus, you know, right. it's, it's specifically for adults to find other adults to interact with in the game and exclusively adults and not have to worry about children. And it's in a moderated format where we make sure that we don't verify everybody's over 18, but we make sure that they act like they are adults while they're in there. We run tons of events every week in there. It's like, I think we've got like 20 up right now because of how many people are in there. We've got like five a day at this point that run in there of all sorts of various things between games and hanging out and talking, watching movies together. People do that a lot. All yeah. sorts of things that's in there. It's a, it's growing exponentially and we've got like 50 people on the staff to handle everything. It's, it's ridiculous. It's an incredibly well-run server now, too. So I I had joined relatively shortly after you joined, right? Back yeah, I think a couple of years basically, ago. Basically, right. Uh, it was like I joined in April 2021, which was a month after it started. So. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, a, it was a really new server. I joined up with you, and it was not – obviously, it was not anywhere close to the size it no. is now. Um, but it, you know, it wasn't super heavily moderated. It was kind of more just – a group of friends it seemed like that were kind of running it and then it took off and it you know the cart got ahead of the horse a little bit and they really didn't have the tools in place or the experience to moderate it 
and run it the way that it, you know, needed to be run necessarily. Um, so I had stepped away. I, I had sold my index and was in the process of moving. So I wasn't playing VR very much anyway. I'd stepped away. You ended up taking over in an administrative position. And obviously you're a very humble person. So you're going to be like credit to all the people that I work with and credit <laughs> to all the people that you work with. But you were in my thought instrumental in kind of writing that ship and understanding how to actually moderate and run a discord community of that size and help train the other admins and the mods and everybody else. And you've, all of you have taken it into this huge successful thing. They were, they were doing a, a documentary. What was it for HBO about VR yeah. chat and all that? And they, the producers for HBO had approached you guys about participating in the documentary and you guys were like, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. This I is... think that was what we learned it was for afterward, but yeah, it was, we didn't want to corporatize anything or get money involved in the server. Yeah. So we just said, no, thank you. Yeah. You wanted to keep it community focused and you, you have taken that, that community focused approach. And I feel like that is bled into every aspect of that server. And it is, it is so much more than it ever would have been before, I think. Um, and I, yeah, I'm back I was, in there. I'll say that a lot of it, like, I am very personally heavily focused on the back-end things of the administrative stuff. So I do participate in the community a lot. But um, a lot of the... I, I more or less have helped create the like structure for the things and then everybody else kind of interacts within the structure and keeps it running that way uh, more than I do. I would say I very rarely host any events myself and I actually I introduce myself to everybody when I meet them is, hey, I don't really play this very much, but I really like the community and helping keep it running. So I talk yeah. in here constantly and I, I like to assemble the things and make it so everybody else can do what they want to do and make sure it's a good place for that. Yeah. The, uh, the other mods and the other, they, we have the guides team, which are the people that focus on making new members that are coming in, feel like they're welcomed. Uh, and all of those people help the, the community grow and people feel welcome. I would say I'm more on the, uh, the back end of making sure it's in place. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. But I mean, it's, it's very, it's very apparent. Um, like I said, I'm back in that server now cause I got an Oculus, um, and I don't, you know, participate a ton because I just don't have time, but it's, it's so well run and it's crazy to have a community that's that large. Like you said, 7,000 people where it almost feels like everybody knows each other though. Like it's very, mm -hmm. it's a very homey, very welcoming like nobody feels like a stranger. You talk to somebody maybe for the first time, but it's like you've known them. It's like, you know, that person. Um, it's like, yes. a small. it's like a small town, you know, you, you yeah, go, kind of, yeah. You go to do something. And it's like, oh yeah, there's so-and-so that I know runs this. And here's so-and-so that I know does this. And here's so-and-so that I know does this. Like everybody is, everybody has a role and fits into that community. And it really, I keep saying community. It really is a community, um, which is, I mean, it's just an unbelievable achievement in my eyes to bring that many people together around something that you wouldn't necessarily think would have such a community. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, so 
a lot of it, like you said, feels like the small town. The way I've liked to describe it is my, uh, I relate it to almost like the the lunchroom at school. Yeah. <laughs> you can pick out all, you know, all of these people. You may not necessarily know all of these people, but you can, you have seen them all around and you can recognize that like there's groups of people that hang out and then at random times everyone comes together but you still kind of have your groups of people that are hanging out and they like to introduce it's a little kinder than a school i think you know but (laughs) there's a lot of people that intermingle between all of these groups and cycle in and out and i know some of our mutual friends one of their um comments or maybe complaints is that or points of confusion i suppose is when i go and do like a voice chat in there and 12 people join and they're like i don't know any of these people so it's really hard to talk and i i I don't know any of these people i'm just talking to them because they know the community and they know people i know some of them i know or recognize but you know they're all just here because of the the server yeah sounds like fun man not for nothing i mean uh you know i'm not somebody that has like tyler a a lot of time to be able to dedicate to vr and you know from the outside perspective you know the the stuff that i see is like you know the stuff you see on youtube the stuff you see like just videos of and it's exactly what you mentioned that segregated world of a couple of people trying to just have fun chill out and then just the block of kids and, mm-hmm. the Ugand- and the Ugandan knuckles and the, yes, you know, yes, yes. and the trolls and the just, you know, <laughs> like, it's like, I can laugh at it, but it's like, I don't know if I want to be a part of that. Yeah. You know, it makes but it hard like, to like hang out long term. Yeah. yeah. It's like you kind of poke your head in yikes. And like, you know, that's like mm-hmm. me. I use an example of uh, me first ever putting on Final Fantasy 11, logging in, walking in as soon as my character like populated the guys like you got any money for me. I'm like, I can deal with this in real life. Logged off. People begging me for money. I just started the game. Like, what uh-huh. is going on? You know? Yeah. But, uh, New York. <laughs> there's a lot of... Part, there's a lot of very heavy organization to the stuff that we do to keep it from falling into madness like a public lobby of a game does. Yeah. Yeah. No, I commend you guys for that. It's, it sounds awesome. You know, Tyler's mentioned a lot about it. And, uh, you know, I... I feel like the old man in the room for literal reasons, but also, you know, when it comes to Discord, it's just something that I haven't really gotten a hold of to like do it well. You know, Tyler at one point helped you helped also with my Neon Arcadia. We had that channel. It's just something that I don't know. I just I haven't figured it out yet. You know, but like I'm I'm looking to do that because I see that a lot of people, you know, kind of have gone that route and there's a lot of positivity from a lot of the servers that I see, you know, and it's great to see this. I do have an Oculus and um, finally spent a little more time using it. Like I, uh, I started playing Resident Evil four. That was something we talked about yesterday. You know, just why am I playing Resident Evil four for the 38th time on the 38th console when it's coming out next month again (laughs) for another console. And it's because I'm a sucker of Resident Evil and, you know, I can't get enough of it. And this is my way of kind of completing the circle. I have officially purchased it on every platform that it's ever been released on. <laughs> so um, we're going to need to do a playthrough. Uh, when oh, dude, we, uh, we'll yeah, 100 percent. I think that would be awesome. 
I'm all for it. Yeah, we'll but, um, we can get that done. Uh, also, speaking of Discord, so the plan, obviously, this is episode two, so we're a ways off. But we have kind of a roadmap for the year. And, and a big part of our plan is we're going to set up a Patreon later this year um, to try to fund kind of getting things rolling a little further. And the very first thing that we're going to add to that is going to be a private Discord for people that want to come uh, join the community for this show. And I'll be in there. Ben will be in there. Austin will be in there. And that'll be a place for anybody that wants to watch the show and get a little bit further a little closer to us i guess i don't know what the right way to put that is but a private discord for our community will be the first thing that we put on that patreon probably so if you like discord stay tuned for that at some point i'm sure i'll be in the same role there that i just mentioned for the other server that i do the back end anytime i need a server set up i'm just like (laughs) come come at me we we will definitely need that please and thank you I, I have a lot of experience doing this at this point. Like 30 different servers I've made for people. I'm surprised you haven't turned this into a job yet. Like I don't know how. Manager. Super easy. Go on LinkedIn. <laughs> Seriously. I, you you yeah. see posts all the time for people looking for community managers. You could make some good money being a Discord community manager. <laughs> yeah, I could keep my, uh, you know, the thing, my passions yes. separate from my separate jobs, from your, you know? Separate from your work. No, I spend every waking moment trying to figure out how to turn my passions into something. Oh, yeah. funny. I agree. My specific brand of anxiety and obsession is how can I monetize <laughs> the things that I love? <laughs> I don't I love making something... Discord servers. No, how to. That's true. That's true. No, fair yeah. enough. Yeah, but I think we all find that love in in one way or another. All ties to games and collectibles and music and movies and just things that make us happy. You know, and that's really what this show is is all about, you know, and this is just a, like I said, a little segment of of the variety of things that we're going to discuss. You know, VR is is something that hasn't gone in that grand scale yet because not every it's much more approachable from a consumer standpoint. But I feel that people are still a little more like they're still hesitant on, you know, adapting to it. But I think we're at a really good time in, in, in its life cycle because the Oculus made it very accessible. The functionality is great. You know, it's simple. It's easy to use. And it works great for like this type of scenario where you can, you know, when I think about it, I think about, you know, the book Ready Player One or the movie, you know, and mm-hmm. just how how we're getting closer to that. You know what I mean? Especially yeah. in that world where you can create an avatar and you can kind of almost like you could choose to live a different life or you can just extend your life People in. Do. People yeah, absolutely yeah. do in there. Which is crazy, you know, but I, I get it. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a drug in a sense, you know, it's like an <laughs> escape, you know I mean? Obviously in moderation, just like everything else, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's, it's really cool to see how much it's evolved over the years. Like I remember like doing VR like six, seven years ago with like big bulky mm-hmm. headsets you had to go to a uh, like an arcade for 13 wires hanging out of it and then <laughs> you're just having like the most massive headache when you take it off yeah you know and then having the same experience with psvr yeah <laughs> because that's the reason i didn't play that because it's like i i literally would just get motion sickness of whatever played and i think that it was a part of the the um the resolution because yeah. like I'd play a game and I'm like, oh, why do I feel off? Now I play Resident Evil 4 and Oculus. 
I'm walking around and I'm not mm-hmm. getting sick, yeah. which is, you know, I feel like I can, that's a great, great, you know, uh, move forward, you know, for the technology. Yeah. So, I know you mentioned like... that it's not super mainstream yet. And I, I do agree. Um, but having been somebody who is like the immediate early adopter of the current generation of VR, <laughs> it is it is way bigger than when I started, and it's it's amazing to see that that change. Because I bought a Vive, um, like a month after it came out, I think. So yeah. that was back in 2015, 2016. I can't remember off the top of my head. And since then, the community and games available around it have changed so much. It's so much better than it was at that point. There were like three games that were okay, and, and then there were a couple just. They call it, they called them experiences at the yeah, time. Yes. It was all like glorified demos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, I I had reviewed, you know, um I uh, Vive the the Vive unit was sent to me as a loaner to review and I played it and I enjoyed it and I was surprised that my computer at the time could handle it cuz this computer is <laughs> not much older than that. And uh I loved playing the Brook the Brookhaven experiment. Brookhaven. I was like I was I sucker played. for it. Yeah, like it was awesome. You know, I'm like, oh, I can like lean my head. This is so cool. Mm-hmm. But um, they they really have come a long way. And you know, with the Oculus, I've actually only played two or three games, and it's for some reason it's always zombie games. I'm a sucker for zombie games. <laughs> you know, like I love Arizona Sunshine. Can't get enough of it. You know, like I'm playing that gradually, and then uh, Beat Saber, like uh, Synth Riders. You know, being a synthwave artist, like. Mm-hmm that game is really awesome and they worked with the synthwave community there's you know artists that i know that are in that game so it's it that's the part that i like seeing that's the part i see grow you know because like it's really community and they're really reaching out to the people that are like interacting with it and they're growing the game itself around the people that enjoy it and kudos you know to every company that's doing that that's a the great approach it's just, you know, the parent life, it's it's hard to <laughs> put on a headset and, you know, block your responsibilities, if you will, even with guardian mode. Yeah. Hey, I, don't I don't have to worry about regular that. games. <laughs> yeah. I'm free so from like, those. <laughs> bravo. Bravo. <laughs> <laughs> but like, even with, uh, you know, my kid, like he'll come in here. Like, Can you take that off? Like, you know, it's like I've had enough <laughs> for five minutes. I just want to enjoy myself for a little bit. Yeah. But I get it. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, great job from what I've heard. And I, I'd like to jump on there and, and kind of get a bird's eye view and see what that's all <laughs> about, too. And, you know, let me you guys got to teach me the way. That's the thing. You if you're not familiar, with, if you're not familiar <laughs> with Discord, you're going to go into the server and be like, oh, oh, my God. <laughs> We've got like 100 channels in there. Mm-hmm. Like, I, the I know though. it, but it's like. My big thing is I don't get the notifications. So that's like a side problem. We can, you know, we like, can fix that as soon as we're done with this call. <laughs> just set up to get notifications. <laughs> I did want to throw in one comment on what you'd mentioned before about just games in general on VR. Yeah. And like, um, you know, various qualities and whatnot that come from them. They can be really bad or they can be really good. Um, so one of the big things for me with VR chat is the games. That's my favorite part of VR chat personally is the games that they they have. So since it's all community created, 
there's no real limit to what can be inside VR chat. Like, you know, most of what you see on VR chat and YouTube is just a lot of people hanging out in a room talking and bullshitting with each other. But um, it, they have their own scripting language built into the game that piggybacks off of another one. I don't actually know. I haven't gotten into that part of it. Uh, but they have a scripting language in there that they use to let people create whole custom games inside of VR chat. You're still the avatar that you would have chosen the character, but you know, there's a uh, so many different rule sets and scripted game events that can be played from like prisoners versus guards sorts of things is one of the ones that I really like to play, <laughs> but they have, they have tons of them. There's shooter games. We play a bunch of like different eight V eight shooters and, uh, all sorts of things in there. Yeah, I I wonder now. Like I've always seen, you know. Unfortunately, I have uh, a bad habit of spending too much time on TikTok watching videos, <laughs> and I will find a lot of VR. You know, people playing and like they're always doing weird stuff. Like they have like Spider Man powers. They have a gun. I'm like, is that is that VR? Ch- is that something you can do in like a VR chat? You can kind of because I was wondering yeah. like you can't tell what game they're playing but it's like you know the guy's like talking to the to the mm-hmm. you know the ai character picking him up shaking him throwing him <laughs> off the building and then spider-man webbing under and then pulling out a glock I, i'm like what is going on that's bone labs that's what uh, that game is so okay, i know what you're talking see. about Bone Dude, like I, it's it's just hilarious because obviously when people have the personality for the the commentary side, like that's the part that makes mm-hmm. it amusing for me. Or like when people play the games that'll have the bar fights and they're just like mm-hmm. having a conversation, yes. pouring like yes. the, the VR liquor on them and stuff. Uh, it's so silly, but like it's it's a cool departure from what we're used to playing. You know, when you think about it, mm-hmm. it really changes the social aspect of gaming. And Truly. I think, you know, not to not to dive again, our uh, our our listener and f- our our guy that gives us feedback, Stan, will be displeased with this segment. But, uh, you know, not to be a downer and bring up the pandemic two weeks in a row. But during covid, you know, you can't go out or you, know, you weren't supposed to go out. You, it was hard to get that human connection and in-person interaction and I think that was a big part of what grew VR chat specifically, because you could just go to you could literally just go to a pool hall and mm-hmm. you can you can drink at your house under the headset and you could stand there and drink and drink at a bar and shoot pool with your friends from the safety of your own house. You know what I mean? Um, so that was that's such a big thing for a lot of people, especially my first time in the server was in the, you know, in the heart of COVID and the pandemic and everything else and lockdowns and all that. And that was such a big escape for so many people that were like, man, I'm I'm such an extroverted social person and I'm I'm losing my mind at home because I can't I can't engage in these social activities. This has been a lifesaver uh, for a lot of people. So I think that kind of really helped push the medium forward and grow the game and the audience that it found. And that was a really good thing. I think that makes a lot of sense. I mean, unfortunately for me, I didn't get to gravitate towards VR. Tyler hates the fact that it turned me into a Fortnite player. But uh, you know. <laughs> you're not going to be allowed in the server. You you play Fortnite all the time and you watch TikTok. 
you're a 13 year old boy you're not allowed you don't to qualify <laughs> yeah yeah those are two, <laughs> right. of the, two of the red flags when someone's playing Fortnite or talking about their tiktoks that's how you know <laughs> yeah, you don't belong in this adult server all right so should i be flossing and then dabbing while i'm at it stop it okay stop well it. that lets that puts you back in because that's out of date so it shows you're old <laughs> oh, okay got it <laughs> Well, because you know, you're back Stan, in. We'll, we'll bring Stan in again. Stan loves to to ask me if I'm flossing and spending my money on uh, skins, even though I did buy a Dead Space skin. So you should be happy about that. Nope, I'm not. <laughs> not happy about anybody giving Tim Sweeney a dollar. <laughs> now you're upset. Now you're upset because you learned Dead Space is in Fortnite. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> nope, nope. Can't do it. I ruined your day. Can't do it. Well, the good news is there's a lot of games coming out this year. It gives me a reason to step away from it. So I'm excited for that. Because if you think about last year, the amount of games that were delayed was, you know, through the roof. So yeah. hopefully we'll we'll get them this year and we don't have to hear the uh, the pandemic excuse, you know, as much. You know, oh, the pandemic is making it harder. Like, well, most people are supposed to be back at work by now, you know. Yeah. Again, the world is different, but Very we've already so. gotten a couple of solid games this year. And we have a couple more in the in the coming months. So oh yeah. Um hopefully those will keep me away and then uh you'll get my I'll get my respect back from you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. He's all grown so, up. Um Austin, <laughs> is it um I don't know, it's been a while since I've seen how it works to get in. Is the server still open right now? Are you still taking new members to the Yeah, yeah, it probably server? won't ever be locked. It's... Okay. If you um, just Google Ancients of VR chat, you'll run into it. We well, have, if you're able to generate it a million me, places, if you're able to generate me a uh, an invite link, a non-expiring invite link, we'll put it in the description of the video. So anybody that's watching and or listening that's interested in joining and checking out what the Ancient server is all about, um, please follow the link in the description of the video, and you can join in there and introduce yourself, and uh, we'll be we'll be excited to have you. Yep, and if you if you feel like typing it in Discord, we actually have a custom URL that Discord lets you use. So if you can just, it's Discord's custom URL is slash Ancients of VR Chat. Oh, sweet, great, awesome! Please come join, come check it out, come say hi, tell us that we sent you. Um, <laughs> thank you. So there it is. I have a follow up for you. Um, I while we were doing the show, I texted Tony and I was like, Tony. Did you play through the Dead Space games when they first came out? And he has confirmed that, yes, in fact, he did play the whole trilogy to completion a couple times. Oh, so. Hopefully nobody tuned out before this. Now they're going <laughs> to think. Now they're going to be upset. Sorry, Tony. Oh, we, could, we put a little blurb and it's like, make sure to skip to this point for follow-up. <laughs> well, I'll do a little, I'll do a little, uh, little text overlay during that <laughs> section. Um, but yeah. Do you have anything else you want to add? Anything anything else you want to bring to the table as far as that goes? Nope. Nothing I can think of at the moment. Are you going to buy like... PSVR 2? <laughs> um, probably not. I mean, it depends on if they have any exclusives that catch my eye. I may be encouraged to, but at the moment, I don't really have a plan to. So that's kind of where we landed. We talked about it a little bit yesterday, um, and we're in the we can't justify the money on it right now because there aren't enough yes horizons coming but that's not enough for me to to drop the money on that headset um maybe if a price drop comes in the future or if they really start getting a robust library 
of must play VR titles, but at least at launch, I don't think anybody, any of us, unless uh, Sony is kind enough to send over a review unit. I don't think any of us are, are checking out PSVR at launch or PSVR two. Yeah. I am a, um, a money spender on technology, so they could easily sway me. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, not at the moment. There's nothing in particular that'll catch my eye just because I have the index and there's everything I could play there already. Uh, but yeah, they may be able to, depending. Yeah, I'll be that. I'll be the minority and say like, yeah, I'm not getting it right now, but like, I want it. I just worry that the amount of money that you invest in it for the time that I can commit to it, and is it going to be played? Because yeah, for me, the fact that my PSVR hasn't been touched in probably a year and a half, two years, partially because of the motion sickness, but two, there wasn't a ton of great games. You know, I would say. Moss was probably one of the better games that I played. And that's everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Yep. You can play that on your Oculus. Book one yeah. and two. You can play that on the Index. You can play that on the Vive. You can play that on all the headsets, to my knowledge. So, Yeah, and then the they're remastering it for, titles for two. Push. I mean, for me, I'm the biggest sucker of Village being in VR and the yeah. fact that I wouldn't have to buy it again because I have the game. Right. But again... You know, it's it's hard to to justify pretty much buying another console. You know, yeah. a little more. So, I would say eventually I will end up having one. You know what I mean? I think it would be great to bring content to discuss it because I think the vast majority of the gamers out there have the same shared opinion. Yeah. You know, there's not enough software out there to commit us to to purchasing it. You know, Especially Horizon how inexpensive. The Quest is. And how well, often too. it goes on incredible sale. Like that's, it's hard to beat that, man. Right. Mm -hmm. I agree. I mean, you know, there are the gimmicks, you know what I mean? But then you got to remember that they're gimmicks. You know, you think yeah. about the PS5 and the controller, you know, the dual sense and all that stuff. As most companies go, they release these gimmicks and the third parties almost never use the features. Correct. You know, you think about Astro, and how well it uses those components of the controller and how much I love that. When was the last game that played to that depth of using the features? Yeah. Most of the developers, I don't think that they care enough to do that. Call Especially because really they have to... with it. Okay. I really like the the different firearm handling stuff in Call of Duty. Um, okay. Austin is the one that pointed that but, out to me originally. But that puts you but. at a notable dis disadvantage in the game because it takes longer to pull your trigger. Mm -hmm. so you also just need to turn it off so they they have a feature that's cool <laughs> but it puts you at a disadvantage i mean it's a very slight disadvantage but you die in i think i remember seeing the times to kill in modern warfare 2 you die in like 150 milliseconds from them pulling the trigger to death most of the time so any little addition of time to pull that trigger you don't want that right right Especially so I'd say maybe if you game. want that immersion, you know, from the story campaign, if anything, campaign, more than multiplayer, exactly. you know, so yeah, I, I, I can but it see is that. cool. It's a cool representation of what can be done with that technology, although it is right. a bit right. Hindering. I mean, and that's so, that's the, those are the parts that make me excited just for the PSVR too. Is like the eye tracking. I think that's really neat. Yeah. You know, like you can actually like look at stuff and get a little more accuracy. Mm -hmm. And then you have your haptic on the controllers because I feel like that's something that. VR needs to kind of implement because yeah. of the immersion sense. You know what I mean? So you hopefully village, you're going to play village in VR and you're going to do 
um, the uh, now I'm not going to remember the name of the level, but you know what I'm talking about. Trying to get to that elevator. Oh, dude, I want to do that. I want to do that. Fuck out of here, man. (laughs) Oh, my God. Big big baby. All day, bro. All day. I'm all for it. Can you imagine, bro? That's like shit your pants scary. And and dude, it was shit your pants scary in the regular game. Swear (laughs) to God, man. My first time through, I I just said no. Panic attacks, bro. Nope. Nope. Yeah, nope. Uh Uh-uh. Nope. Thank you. Yeah. Oh my I, I love the game so much, honestly. It's I such played a good it game. so much. I think I play, I think I beat it eight times already. I'm irritated, <laughs> so I got a hundred percent on it on Steam. And if you're familiar with how Steam works, it's kind of like PlayStation where you, you don't get a platinum trophy, but it gives you a little like a little uh, yeah. metal thing almost. And you can display your one hundred percent completed games on your profile. But when the DLC launched for Village, it took that away from me. It no longer counts it as 100% complete until <laughs> I get all the achievements in the DLC. DLC. And I'm like, oh my god, I have to go. I have to go back and I have to do 100% of the DLC so I can put Village back on my profile. Very upsetting. And did you do the um, DLC at all? Not, not yet. Segue? No. Okay. No, I. I <laughs> it's it's on my list to get done. I haven't even played it. I need to actually play it at some point. Um, but, and so for the PSVR two though, um, I will say one of the big, big features that I don't think a lot of people even know what is entirely because, um, unless you've followed VR up till now, it's not a term you've probably heard thrown around a million times. Like I, I have at this point, the foveated rendering that they, they have with the eye tracking that actually does give it a good chance of being really good in the future and being a good thing for VR and being potentially the better headset quote, like running wise because what that does is so it tracks your eyes. Like you said, you can tell where you're looking, but it also relays where you're looking to where you're looking on the screen. And it just keeps the crispness where you're looking and it renders higher resolution where your eyes are at any given time. So as you bounce around, The further from where you're looking is blurrier, but you don't notice because you're not looking there. Because in theory, it's the same thing like in real life, and that was that was a big part of it that I was like, that's that's really cool because I feel the blur is a thing that you know also adds to discomfort. Yeah. Yep. Well, and and given that, it'll also help all the games run better because it's only rendering this space yeah. on the screen instead of the whole screen at any given time at full resolution. Right. That makes sense. All right. I feel like I'm going to go pre-order it now. <laughs> We've got it. We've convinced yeah. you by saying we're not getting it. <laughs> Jesus. Well, All listen, right. I've talked about it enough. It's time. Cer- certain friends of the show will definitely be like, this guy says he's not going to get it. He's definitely going to get it. We know I'm going to get it. It's just a matter of when I we get do. it. <laughs> so I probably we'll will at, at some point too. Yeah. You're going to have to sell a couple of those figures and you'll be fine. I got plenty to sell. <laughs> That's no for doubt. sure. No That's doubt. That's for sure. I'll yeah, sell my ki- I'll sell all my kids stuff. I got plenty of, pl- plenty of plenty plenty of FNAF doubles. No, no. <laughs> no, what we're going to need to do, we need to do we'll get you get you set up with a with a decent camera and have you do like a full walkthrough of your collection and put it up. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Well, I could do I could do it with my phone. I got the uh the 13, so I got the full okay. 4K 60 frames. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, we'll do you'll a, get lost in here. Through. Yep. You'd also yeah, get a look at all my collection. Yeah, look at that dog. 
Oh, man. <laughs> Look at that dog. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> hey, man. I mean, I closed my door. I said, hey, should I keep the door closed? I mean, do people want to see more of this closet? <laughs> it's obscene, closet? Man. <laughs> I'm one to talk, but it's obscene. Oh, wait. I mean, you haven't seen these walls. <laughs> That's... That's what I'm saying. Here, we need... here we'll, we'll have, look, we'll have a little bit of fun. We'll have a, Ooh, we'll have a brief a tour. We'll have a little tour, a little tour. Nothing crazy. Yeah, dude. Nice. We, need this and we need a 4K, like a real <laughs> nice. tour. Yeah. Yes. That's a good totally. looking room. And then closet, the closet of doom. Yeah, it dude. Just, it just doesn't <laughs> stop. It just keeps going. Yeah, man. <laughs> but yeah, no, we'll definitely do that. That'll be awesome. Cool. All right. Uh, well, I think that pretty much covers everything for this week. We've got a couple, a couple brief ad reads to do uh, for some folks that have helped us out. Um, Austin, do you have anything else? Anything else you want to add at this point in time? Nope, nothing, nothing at all. Nice. I'll all think right. about something after you end. Okay. Sounds good. Yes, we'll add it in. We'll do it. We'll do a post show. Um, real quick, I want to, uh, you know, I did this yesterday again, but we're doing it again. I want to say that our show is made possible, uh, only through the support of companies like loop deck, uh, who have sent me the loop deck live S they sent it for review. Um, not necessarily to help facilitate the construction of this show, but it has been an integral part of our ability to get this set up and hit the ground running. Um, I control my streams, I control the recording for the show, I control audio, I control video feeds. Uh, when we do go to to start streaming and kicking that off, I'll be able to control the music and the the um, loading screen, what, what do you call it, a starting coming soon screen or a starting soon screen. Um, everything you could possibly need is controlled through the loop deck, which if you're not familiar is a stream deck which basically all of your inputs run through that to your computer. So instead of having to tab over and click on things on your monitors and run different processes, it's all controlled, which I can't show you mine because it's actually set up for my computer right now, but it's all controlled with a little box with touchscreen buttons and dials, and you can adjust everything on the fly. And it makes it so smooth, so seamless. Um, if you're if you're in any way interested in streaming or video creation content, anything like that, you need you need a stream deck of some kind. And uh, the loop deck is, in my opinion, the best one on the market right now. So I'm going to include a link in the description to uh, an introduction video that loop deck has on their YouTube page for the live S if you want to get more in depth with what this deck actually does as well as a link to their website. Um, I cannot recommend them highly enough, and we will have a written review for the live ass up on Gaming Age here shortly. Um, the other big one we talked about was Displate, which, Austin, it's nice that you're here because you have a Displate behind you. Displate is the maker of incredibly high-quality metal posters. They have everything from Marvel to DC to Lord of the Rings to bands to standard art to and truly anything you can think of hundreds of thousands of designs and they come on metal posters which make them super easy to pull off your wall if you need to um, super easy to move from room to room my displays have come with me across three houses two different states on opposite ends of the country and no issues whatsoever. They don't fade in the sun. You don't have to worry about getting a frame for them. You don't have to worry about them falling apart. You don't have to worry about them getting damaged necessarily in shipment. They're extremely durable. They're extremely light. 
They're easy to mount and they're, they're gorgeous. The artwork is incredible. They get them. It's very, very detailed. They do a fantastic job. Um, I got a disc plate from the company to review for gaming age as well. That article is live. We'll have a link in the description as well as a link to displayed site. Now, if you're looking for something high quality, durable, and beautiful to display your passions in your house, apartment, workplace, wherever, check out Displate. Benny, did you have anything you wanted to add today? I do, actually. Um, it was uh, funny enough, we weren't able to talk about it last show because we went a little over, but um, I am working with a company called The Valeri, who has created this awesome pillow. It's a gamer pillow. And as my wife, I'll just throw it out there. My wife was like, that looks like a pregnancy pillow. And I'm like, it kind of is. It's like a boppy. For those, for, those, for those listeners that are parents, you know what a boppy is or a pregnancy pillow. You know, pretty much you can, uh, I mean, you could use it for a lot of different things. But for me, the biggest thing that I have loved about this is um, I'm a big guy, you know, so I can't wear it. Like it's got locking mechanisms on the bottom, which is really cool. So like when you're not using it, you can kind of like wrap it up and like clip it closed to keep it, you know, put it away. But for me, like when I sit on my sofa downstairs playing my games, like I tend to have like bad posture and all that stuff and i've learned that you know literally you just rest it on your stomach and you put it over yourself and you can literally it just changes like you're just chilling you know it's such a laid back it's such a simple mechanism but like the fact that it's themed for gamers you know what i mean because you can't convince a gamer to use a pregnancy pillow and if they are, they're not telling you that they are, right? Exactly. Let's just be honest. Nobody's advertising it. <laughs> so, you know, what's really cool is, you know, they have uh, you know, different colors and styles. They have different stitching you can get. This is the Oni style. They have a Halo-themed one. Um, really nice company. And uh, it, it was one of those companies that just popped up on my Facebook feed. And I was like, I like weird different things that, you know, some people will be like, oh, that's dumb. You know what I mean? But for me, it's like, it's awesome. It's really come in handy for me. And uh, it's just me sitting on my sofa that's actually falling apart. It's made it a lot more tolerable. So uh, we'll put a link in for the Valari. You can get all different options in there. And thank you guys for sending it over. I'll have some discussions on gaming age in the coming weeks for, you know, my time with it. But uh, that's what I have for now. So thank you. Cool. All right. Well, Austin, seriously, thank you so much for, coming on. I'm sure we will have you back on here very shortly, but thank you for coming on and sharing about VR and sharing the community and everything else with us. Um, it's been really oh, yeah. great getting to sit down and have this conversation. Yep. Yeah. I'm sure I will be back and help yeah. you set up the Discord server. <laughs> exactly. Good, good to have you back again and it's always great working with you, brother. Yep. Thank you, guys. All right. All right, buddy. That's all I got, buddy. Take care and have fun. <laughs>